Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. It is a great day for talk radio. It's been rather uh, a depressing week. And uh, Wednesday signaled a really down day in Oshawa for the GM workers because, as we know, the last vehicle rolled off the assembly line. By the way, that was a truck, and I understand uh, they are selling that for charity. It was, I guess, the VP of Communications, uh, the Vice President, David Patterson, who was on the show, said they uh, were auctioning this thing off, and it so far raised over one hundred and twenty grand, I think, in that uh, regard. But nonetheless, uh, he was also mentioning, you know, that there are certain things that uh, they plan to look after these workers that are put out of work, and uh, many have taken up the training as well as others' jobs offered. Like he said, 5,000 were on offer uh, in and around the Oshawa area. But that all being said, not everybody's chuffed or happy about the arrangement. As a matter of fact, there's a group called uh, Green Jobs Oshawa that believes that it's almost criminal, to use their terminology, uh, what General Motors has done in abandoning assembly and supplier workers and the community of Oshawa after they've profited immensely from over 100 years of vehicle assembly in the historic Oshawa Assembly Complex. Let's find out how they see it as almost criminal, but uh, against the backdrop of what the VP there uh, was telling us earlier this week uh, was maybe not a fully rosy scenario, but uh, a silver lining to an otherwise dark cloud. Tony Leah is with Green Jobs Oshawa, and he's joined the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tony, how are we this afternoon? I'm good, John. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, but I just, I'm kind of curious because, I mean, you're suggesting that this is not a fight that's over by any means, isn't it? It's not over. As long as the plant is empty and the equipment is there and workers are out of jobs, we believe that uh, the best solution is find a way to um, get vehicle production going again in Oshawa. But by whom? We believe that it should be by the government. If uh, General Motors is going to take all of the money that they've earned over the decades and basically leave with it, including the $11 billion that the provincial and federal government gave them in 2009, then I think that it's incumbent on governments to, to step in. Corporations don't act in our interests. They act in the interests of their bottom line. But our governments are supposed to act for us. And so we think there's an opportunity here. We have a 10 million square foot facility. We have all of the equipment and technology that's needed to assemble vehicles. It's still there as we speak today. And we have thousands of workers who are highly skilled, highly productive, who have lost their jobs. So the only thing that's missing is somebody to say, hey, let's put these things together. Um, Maybe don't keep building the same kind of vehicles that we have in the past, but let's look at the what we need for the future. Every level of government in this country should be replacing their vehicle fleets with electric vehicles. That's the way to confront the climate crisis. And what better way to do that than to build those vehicles in Oshawa? But it would take the government to invest the money and to set it up as a crown corporation or some other form of public enterprise in order to do that. And you believe that's the government's role or responsibility? 
I think in this case it is, yes, because otherwise we're going to sit and watch um, the place sit empty um, or be torn down and converted into big box stores. And the loss to us as a society is immense. There's tremendous manufacturing capacity there right now. The possibility of developing the technology for the future in a way that as Canadians, we have ownership and control of it. What you're basically saying is you want to nationalize an industry. Yes, that, that is, you know, what it amounts to. The governments can act for all of us, and corporations don't do that. And so if we look at, say, the history just of General Motors Corporation, a very wealthy corporation, how many communities have they devastated uh, on, in North America, starting with Flint and ending up in Oshawa? Um, they leave devastation behind them when they leave because the only thing they care about is maximizing the profits for their owners. Well, could we not make the same argument, let's say, for Western Canada and uh, how some of the natural resources have been abandoned? And should the government step up there and sort of safeguard employment and, uh, again, nationalize a part of that industry? I think that our government spent $4.5 billion to buy a pipeline, and that was their argument. All right, and so you're seeing this uh, as being the only uh, possible way of saving jobs in Oshawa rather than letting the market decide, because, I mean, this is General Motors. Uh, You might quibble with their uh, corporate responsibility or lack thereof, but you're saying this is the government ought to step up even though the government's already invested fairly heavily, I guess, back in the turndown of 09 or 08, 09, uh, didn't we buy into uh, General Motors to the tune of $11 billion? The difference is that in 2009, governments did give $11 billion to GM, but they did it in a way in which um, GM still had ownership and control and could decide as they have done now, to move their investment somewhere else. Um, They didn't, um, governments didn't um, exercise enough control, in my opinion, and and gave them a a green light to do do what they wanted. So, yeah, I don't believe that um, leaving it up to the market um, works. And we can see that it doesn't work. It's not working in Oshawa right now. It's not working for the 5,000 people who's, jobs have been taken away and those jobs um, not just for those people but for the future for the community those jobs are not there anymore again tony lee is with us uh, green jobs oshawa is the group but uh, tony are you working at all in conjunction with uniform uh, unifor and jerry diaz's group um, we've been working um, since earlier this year since um, april we have been trying to uh, gather support um, I've been somewhat disappointed by the, the level of support we've had from the, from the National Union so far. Um, we can go back to, to August. We put forward um, a resolution to the, the Unifor Convention, um, you know, which is the, the governing body of the, of the whole National Union, calling for a workers' Green New Deal, which is, um, I guess, the, the framework in which we're framing you know, what, what we want to happen in Oshawa and other places across the country. And that resolution said that, uh, I'll quote from it, government action, including public ownership of key manufacturing and resource sectors, 
is the only way to protect manufacturing capacity and jobs for now and the future. We put forward that resolution through our local local 222 in Oshawa, and it was debated at the convention, and it was passed at the convention. So I think that that um, should lead to greater support for what we're advocating in Oshawa. Which is publicly owned electric vehicle operations. And because uh, you say the plant otherwise is sitting idle, it's there, it's still there, it's uh, good to go, and uh, it would also maintain a lot of employment. Uh, publicly owned, does that mean then this is a federal initiative, a uh, combination federal, provincial, municipal? How does that, uh, how do you see that? I think that the, the federal government should take the lead on it. I would hope that uh, the provincial government would be involved, and I'm, I'm certain that the uh, uh, municipal government would want to be part of that. And we've had uh, some encouraging um, response from, from local politicians. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think that um, it, it is the way that we could accomplish something something positive here. By the way, uh, you know, the workers, and I get that, you know, there's a lot of uh, frustration and distress because, you know, you've got people that have been laid off. I guess the high water mark, there was something like 23,000 working in the 80s at the Oshawa plant, down to 2,600. Now only 300 jobs will be retained there, according to Mr. Patterson, who was with us earlier in the week. But he was saying that it's not all doom and gloom because uh, some of the package that he's made available, or they've made available, uh, includes a $150,000 lump sum, a certificate toward a new GM vehicle, training toward any new career they may pursue, and they're still going to receive in perpetuity their defined benefit pension and continued benefit benefits. Uh, Is that not making some of the workers whole? Some, perhaps, but um, I I think that if you uh, walked around Oshawa and asked people about uh, David Patterson's comments, you would would hear um, a lot of um, uh, of anger um, at the distortions that that he's putting out there. Um, Only a small fraction of the workers displaced um, get any of that. There's 5,000 jobs that are ending because GM is stopping vehicle assembly in Oshawa. Um, Only a couple of thousand of those workers are GM employees, and so that's the only ones that uh, GM talks about. And even of those, 500 of them who have been hired in in recent years don't get that um, defined benefit pension because GM demanded that they give it up for newly hired workers. So there's 500 people there who don't have that pension. There's another 500 workers that GM has hired over the last few years that they call TPTs, or temporary part-time workers. And this is an example of the Orwellian language of General Motors. They're called TPTs, but they're not temporary, and they're not part-time. They work 40 hours a week and overtime like everybody else, and they've been working for years, some of them. And they have no pensions. They're getting no uh, severance package. They're getting nothing because GM has used them as, as cheap labor. There are a couple of thousand workers that um, are supplier workers. They, they work, a lot of them, over a thousand of them work right inside the plant alongside other GM workers. But GM arranged for those jobs to be outsourced to third-party companies um, so that they wouldn't have responsibility. And those people are, are making, in a lot of cases, minimum wage or not much more, and they're getting nothing. They're, not, they're getting um, 
no severance or no benefits from GM because GM has been able to say, hey, you don't work for us anymore. But they're doing jobs that used to be done by GM workers. So so GM has created a situation in which they can, you know, say we're washing our hands of all of those people, but it's their actions which are leading them to be out of a job. And for the community, it's it means that those jobs aren't there for the for the future of the community either. Again, uh, Mr. Patterson with General Motors on this program earlier this week was saying that uh, they put 5,000 job uh, opportunities uh, in front of the the workers who have been, uh, you know, let go. He says local job fairs, Bombardier is one such, I think he used by way of example. Uh, and I asked if, you know, the, the wages were commensurate, and he said most cases they were. Is he wrong about that? Yes, he's wrong. And I think that he knows that he's uh, he's being deceptive. Um, I, I've taken a retirement. I have worked for General Motors for 39 years. So I, I am one of the lucky few who has, uh, is okay personally. But I, many, many of my friends have been out there looking for jobs, um, and they are not being successful, and they're facing grief. They are facing um, hardship um, in their personal lives. They're worried about uh, making their mortgage payments. They're, you know, they're cutting back in every way they can. And there are thousands of them looking for work, and, and uh, what they're finding is uh, very slim pickings, and that's what I'm hearing from people I talk to. And when you tell them, uh, you know what? Uh, when they hear what uh, GM spokespeople are saying, um, they get very, very angry. All right, it's just not true. So you put out this public call for action. You want people to mobilize, and uh, you'd like to implore upon the political uh, rulers, be they federal, provincial, or otherwise, that uh, General Motors is not uh, something that ought to be scuttled that way. In fact, the complex should become a publicly owned electric vehicle operation, publicly owned. So, as I said earlier, nationalizing uh, part of the industry. You'd like to see that happen at the uh, General Motors plant in Oshawa, and. Uh, I guess that's just a matter of how you know you might even negotiate with General Motors for access to the plant. Uh, that might just be something further in the future. We'll just find out if people would find favor with that whole initiative. But, Tony, this is Green Jobs for Oshawa. That's uh, your group that you're uh, trying to gain some action on. Uh, I appreciate you coming on and explaining exactly where you're coming from in this regard. Obviously, uh, you know, everybody feels for people who are out of work or have lost their jobs. Uh, whether or not this new initiative will fly remains to be seen, but thanks for explaining it. Thanks, John. Appreciate the time. Tony Leah uh, with Green Jobs Oshawa. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.